Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 21, I believe, of Girls with Dogs. This is Kimberly, blogger of Keep the Tail Wagging. I'm here with my good friend, Kathy Bennett of Groovy Golden Doodles. And we are here to talk to each other about our dogs while you guys listen in. So how are you doing, Kathy? I'm good. How are you? Have you noticed that I sound a lot, you know, more spry? And Oh, listen, <laughs> not only do you sound it, but what our listeners can't see is that you look a lot better. Um, it's kind of interesting when one black female tells another female of color that, you know, you've got your color back. I don't <laughs> I was you were dying. looking just you were looking a little peakish there. Dying. I'm um, still it's still wearing me down. I'm gonna tell you people, this is no joke. This is no joke. Yeah, that seems to it be is, the common it's it not fun. So no, many not. people had this, whether it's the flu or it's that Omicron variant. So many people had it over Christmas and every single one of my friends that I don't mean like local friends. I mean, like people all around the country had the exact same symptoms. It sucked. And the worst part is the drag. So you're sick for a handful of days and then you go for like almost two more weeks of just dragging. And you I know mean, what? Yeah. I'm watching my coworker right now who um 40-ish on the young-ish side of 40, um, just an absolute doll baby. And he was due to get his booster, but he ended up contracting the Omicron virus. He is twice vaccinated, stayed home for about a week and a half. Um, and had all of the mild symptoms. Most aggravating thing for him was uh, like a severe sinus headache. Mm-hmm. But yes. Um, yes. horrible. But what I've noticed is he returned to the office on Wednesday of this week. And um, my observation is that he looks like he ran several marathons that he didn't want to run. He, he just looks <laughs> exhausted. Going yeah. into the break room to heat his lunch. You know, I see him kind of like leaning up against the wall, trying to catch his breath. And his office is right across from the break room. So it's not like he has to go very far. So that seems to be the takeaway from most people. Symptoms vary, but Mm -hmm. um, everybody seems to have that lagging fatigue that they just can't seem to um, hurdle over. Yeah. So for those of you um, who have not gotten it, I don't think this is a badge of courage, but everybody <laughs> should try to go out and get it like it's a Girl Scout or a Boy Scout trophy. <laughs> um, but just be careful. Just yeah, it just it's care just, of yourself. It, for anyone who's because I've had people just ask me out of curiosity, you know, mm-hmm. like what is it mostly like? And a lot of people are saying it's like a bad cold. Mm-hmm. To me, it was just like a flu that keeps you home. And if you've had the flu in the past, you know, it's not fun. And that's all Mm -hmm. it is. It's just, it's not fun at all. And that's the, the, but the difference between my experience with the flu in the past is that, uh, that tacking on that additional couple of weeks where even now, I mean, I went to work, I drove to Seattle for those of you guys who don't know, that's like a 45 minute drive. Um, And by the time I got there and got to work and got to my desk, I was ready to go back home and take a nap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just from mm-hmm. a drive. I just mean, and it's from just, a drive. And, it, and that's the thing that still drags on, but um, it just forces you to slow down, take it easy 
and yeah. um, just slowly take care of yourself. But yeah, Johan started going back to the gym and even he's like, he can't work out as much because he loses his breath very easily. And, um, but you know, it is what it is. We're on the men. So I'm happy about that, but I wanted to say, so we have stuff to talk about today, but I actually came to the table with topics. I have two topics that I think you're going to be interested in. And she's just grinning from ear to I ear. I know. And I'm just Pray so excited. Because okay. usually Kathy, I, I edit, Kathy does what we're going to talk about. And usually I don't have anything. It's, it's nice not to have one thing that I don't have to put on my plate. I love it. Anyway, but did you hear about what the Pope said? So... No. Yes. And no, I, I have not, I've been so busy at work, which is a good thing. Um, so busy at work that I've not been able to do a lot of the social media flipping on my phone as I usually do. I did see a few people present company included who said (laughs) something about, well, I really don't care. Um, you know, I'm just so over this, but what I think I recall or remember is that Mm -hmm. The Pope kind of spent some quality time sharing his views slash opinions on his um, not so popular belief that people should choose pets as opposed to children. That they shouldn't Um, do that. That they shouldn't. Yeah. And I, I don't I did not read it. So I don't know exactly what he said. Did he poo-poo on all the people who have chosen to have pets in their family or their lives versus children and tell them they were destined to go to hell and spend the rest of their life with the devil? Or did he just want people to understand that, that there should be no comparison? Um, so what, what was it all about? I don't think it was either. Okay. So what he said, he said, well, he said a lot of stuff, but the two things that stood out to me was that people who are choosing to delay parenthood or not to have kids at all and are choosing to have pets instead, that this is a selfish act and that denying themselves the experience of parenthood, um, fatherhood and motherhood is basically taking, it diminishes our humanity because, and as a person who, you know, I I grew up in the church, but I went to Catholic school straight through Mm -hmm. college. I saw, I immediately saw it differently than a lot of people. Cause I shared it on social media, ended up deleting it because um, people were getting so upset and I didn't find it offensive at all because I don't know him and he doesn't know me. And to me, being offended by what he says is like being offended by some man ranting in the um, frozen food aisle at the grocery store. Okay. But wait, let me, let me freeze. No, no pun intended with the grocery store, but let me freeze it right there. Pun intended. (laughs) Um, You know, you just said something that's so valuable that that's not directly related to the conversation about the Pope. You said, I, I just, you know, he shared his opinion and my, when did we get so hung up on opinions that are not even in the context of a conversation? primarily on social media, somebody shares their air quotes opinion and we take it and we run with it. Yeah. Everybody's entitled to one. Exactly. And it doesn't mean anything. I have so many opinions that people would just not be 
I mean, I go around, I do not believe in killing spiders. I think I I believe in collecting spiders on a paper or in a glass and putting it outside. And that's just what I do. But bad example, bad example, because my opinion would be that you're stupid. Okay. So see, see, but that would start. That would start a fight. It is okay for you to feel that way because I know not everyone wants to gather up a spider and put it outside. If I tell you the reason why I do this, not only will you think I'm stupid, but you'll think I'm crazy too. All right. So the reason why I do this is because I'm convinced that if you kill a spider, that spider's little mafia family is going to come for you. And before you know it, you're going to wake up in the middle of the night with spiders crawling all over you. Oh, and- you know, just just like Tiffany sent me this thing. Um, she texts me all concerned because some man found cockroach lava eggs in his inner ear. And now she thinks that See? the cockroaches are going to crawl in her ear. Yep. And you know what I told her? <laughs> Do you know what I text back and told her? I said, that is so true. Start wearing cotton in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> See, see, I worry about things like that. It's silly. I know. Oh, please. So, but yeah, everyone got so upset. What was the majority of the anger or the disappointment um, or the frustration from the people? Do they feel that he had no right to say that or he was wrong? What, What was it was a little bit of everything. So where I sat, you know, just I looked at it as. You know, if we go back to the Bible and God created man and said, go forth and propagate. So go have some babies and fill this planet with humans and raise them in my light, blah, 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 blah. And for us as humans to sit there and go, "Eh, no, I'm just going to get a dog. I'm good. I can see why someone like the Pope that has a different belief system than I do would consider that selfish. I mean, it's the same thing as, you know, to me, I think that feeding a dog a kibble diet is not the best diet for a dog. I wouldn't judge someone who does it as selfish because I don't know that person, but I don't agree with feeding kibble food. And so he doesn't agree with people choosing not to have children and blah, blah, blah. So I, I understand whatever, but a lot of the, the, the pushback were um, multiple things. One was like the people who I personally don't think he was referring to people who had tried to have children and couldn't have children. I mm-hmm. think he was referring to younger generations because you've seen the articles where so many people are choosing to push back on parenthood and getting dogs instead. And I mm-hmm. think that that's what he was responding to, but that's not just an assumption on my part. Um, but I think people who had tried to have children, whether biologically or through adoption and failed, you know, were a little taken aback by that judgment. Um, people who choose to have, to chose not to have children like me. I mean, I chose not to have children simply because I wasn't mature enough. I wasn't financially stable. I wasn't in a relationship for a good part of my childbearing years. Um, it just wasn't, it didn't happen for me, but I don't feel that that makes me selfish. It just makes me, to me, responsible for not bringing a child into an uncertain world. Well, um, it shouldn't make you feel anything mm-mm. because I have no right to judge you. I mean, somebody out there heard our very first bo- uh, podcast and they're still judging me because I put my dogs on the Christmas card. With my kids. <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, no, I just, I, I just thought it was, I thought it was I thumbed right through that, but I'm glad you brought that up because I did not, 
like I said, I didn't have the energy at the time <laughs> to sit there. You know, when I look at something on Facebook, and I'm going to be brutally honest, the worst thing for me is those two little words, see more. <laughs> and if I have to click for then 500 more words, I'm like, no, just keep scrolling. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I don't know if it's, you know, because I, I feel like this world where everyone's offended all the time. Even one person accused me of sharing the article to piss people off. And I was just like, no, I just thought it was interesting. Um, but I think people, you know, it's because of social media and the fact that we're constantly posting our feelings all day, every day. Aren't that, we though? <laughs> but people feel obligated to share that they're offended by wow. everything. I also think that being offended or seeing the negative side of stories, it gets more interaction and engagement than just going, oh, that's interesting. Good for him. You know, oh, another thing people complained about was the fact that he didn't have kids. And so he had no business talk speaking on this topic, which I, I thought was funny. Too. I, yeah. I thought it was funny. I, I thought all of it was entertaining. Um, uh, but I, you know, I can, I get, you know, I actually wrote a long article for my Patreon on it. And as I was writing the article, I started to better understand why people were offended. I mean, to be honest, I think some people were offended just because people like to be offended nowadays. But I think some people may have been offended because they're getting tired, like they're getting that type of judgment all around, you know? And I mean, for me, I remember times when I would run into old friends and they would um, ask me, oh, do you have kids? And I'd be like, no. And then they'd get the sad face and be like, it, it'll happen for you. <laughs> and I'm just like, it better not. I, 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 no. <laughs> How dare you? And they would just be, you know, you could tell like in that moment, wow, we're never going to be friends again because we have so completely different lives. But mm -hmm. today I'm surrounded by people who either have grown children like you and then have dogs or chose not to have children. So it's not really a big deal either way. And so I just, well, but, here's a fun fact. Uh-huh. If you go back to that first podcast, when we talked to my kids mm -hmm. and my son tried to sound all philosophical. <laughs> yeah, he did. I think the only reason why it's our <laughs> fault because we waited so long to have <laughs> children so she couldn't have a grandparent. Newsflash, right. ah, you were wrong. I That's didn't give a right. shit if you had kids or not. I wanted dogs. <laughs> I was in my four, late 40s, early 50s. <laughs> and so I got dogs. Hello. <laughs> but <laughs> and what's your second topic? Okay, so... Now I forgot for my, no, I didn't. <laughs> I remember Mars Pet Care is buying Nom Nom Now. So Nom Nom Now is yeah. like Ollie's. Yes. And I'm, and okay. So now again, a while ago, <laughs> one of, one of, I swear, I love my followers. My followers are great, but I do have some followers that are just very much, I'm always curious to know about like their background because there are those people who are just very blunt. <laughs> about what they say. <laughs> and it's just like, and I mean, if, if it was done maliciously, I would just ban them, but I could tell that it's, they're not being malicious. They're just, this is what they believe. And I've had people tell me you are just so naive and you need to grow up because I'm always like, you know what? Let's look at the bright side. Okay. So everyone's freaked out because Mars Pet Care, the creator of Hershey's and um, they have a bunch of kibble companies and they bought all the VCA hospitals. Everyone's upset because they've gone in and they don't care about our animals. They just care about money. So they're going to take this wonderful brand, 
take all the ingredients and buy the cheapest ingredients possible, throw in a vitamin mix, and it's not going to be as good. It's going to be some crap food. And that might happen, but I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. So I look at it as obviously the idea of people feeding fresh food to their pets, whether it be cooked or raw or a hybrid mix of the two, um, has gotten so normalized when, you know, when I first started feeding raw, it was a fad, but, you know, and that's what people called it in the, in the media. Um, but now it's so normalized that a brand that used to demonize raw feeding is now spending a billion dollars to buy this cooked food brand. And I think that that shows progress and it's a good thing for our dogs. Now, what's going to happen to that brand and the food? I, I don't know. I mean, I hope that they don't go and mess it up, but I still think it's, it's amazing because that just goes to show that this isn't going to go away, that this is part of the way we feed our animals and it allows people to have more choices. And since Mars has it and they own these vet hospitals and stuff, maybe th this is an opportunity for um, veterinarians to start promoting fresh food and more options showing up. And I think it's the pet smarts that have the, the vet clinics in them for more fresh food options to be in these pet stores so that it reaches more people. It doesn't mean that they have to stay with that food, but it's just introducing them to it. Cause that's how a lot of us were introduced is by going to the pet store and seeing something that's high quality. And then we slowly start working our way to something better and better and better. So I'm and naive. If, and if that helps you sleep at night. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> now <laughs> on the flip side, then there's, then there's me. <laughs> this then there's then there's me i'm banning from my page <laughs> maybe nom nom was in trouble and mars was looking at an acquisition for a billion makes, dollars though well it makes sense based on what you said that they are now going into a different market period a billion Boom. dollars i wish okay. somebody would buy something for me for a billion dollars well, you just keep that tail wagging. I know. And so you can buy my blog for a bit. Man, if Mars showed up tomorrow, I don't care what anyone says. I'll be honest. If Mars knocked on my door tomorrow and said, Kimberly, here is a million dollars for your blog, I would be like, here's the password. <laughs> would you do the same thing with any, any brand? Yes. Yes. I could start another blog. <laughs> yeah. So y'all you know, can have it. Speaking of brands, though, um, did we have this conversation last week or did I have it by myself thinking in the middle of the week that I was going to bring it up by yourself? Did I talk to you about this company called Dog Threads? Yeah. Oh, my God. My shirt comes today. I'm so excited. I, I forgot that I was going to order something off of that, but I'm wait. so freaking excited. Well, wait and let me see what it looks like okay. and if it's true to size. Okay. Yeah. Um, so and but, for those of you guys who are listening and wonder what the hell we're talking about, it's a company that makes matching clothes for humans and their dogs. 
And so I was going to get some flannel things because I'm in the Pacific Northwest. And so, you know, that's. And I'm going to just start a new trend since I bring my dogs to work um, and start wearing some matching outfits and making people think I've absolutely lost lost your mind. Freaking doodle mind. And speaking of absolutely lost your mind, is it winter there? Because why are you not in a tank top? Why are we dressed alike today? I am in a sweatshirt in Charleston, South Carolina, because hello, are we ready? Are we ready? When I get off the phone today, guess where I'm going? I'm going to the grocery store to buy toilet paper, paper towels, milk, and wine. <laughs> Not to be consumed all at the same time. Because we're expecting a wintry mix oh. overnight. Yes, sleet and snow. I have my heat on. Man. I well, know, right? And I it's, it's a- sunny and beautiful here. It's, it's, um, we have a tsunami. We're under a tsunami warning here. I saw CNN. And I said, and you know what I said to myself? I said, self, I bet you she didn't get her disaster prepared stuff together. No, No, I didn't. Uh Podcast number three, I think. No, I didn't. I have a lot of of first aid things, but I don't think they're going to help us in this situation. But I mean, the tsunami tsunami is, is not very impressive. I mean, of course, you know, knock on wood, you know, it's like one of those things. What is that quote where it says, um, if you want to make God laugh, tell him about your plans. Oh, if you want God to laugh, <laughs> then tell him you've got plans. And um, so it's like, but they say it's supposed to be like three to four feet. So um, yes, yes. I listened to Boris on CNN. Shout out, Boris. And <laughs> um, he was pretty much saying for you all, now it's like one to three mm-hmm. feet, but they said it's not so much the it's not height, the height, the it's the depth. power it's, of it. It's the power behind it. Yeah, because they'll, they'll basically they'll snatch us out to the ocean. <laughs> and when he said that, and he said it could wipe you off your feet, I thought to myself, since my doctor called me obese, um, <laughs> that perhaps, perhaps he needed to put a weight cap on that, you know? Like if you weigh between, you know, this and that, you could be swept. If you are this and above, you can stand right out there um, and watch it all. Go get your feet wet. Go get your feet wet. (laughs) So, but listen, this was my topic today. Okay. I was, um, what is it? Three weeks since Christmas. And I have been inundated on my walks because I live in such a pet friendly um, community with all of these absolutely adorable, adorable puppies and i mean puppies for christmas yeah people got puppies for christmas and so i'm watching this and i'm thinking to myself oh they they just don't know Mm -hmm. i mean they don't know because as i'm walking and yes it's a a variety of different dogs and some people are saying um are asking me questions especially those that have you know, like poodle mixes. Mm -hmm. And they're saying things to me like, um, when did he stop doing this? And how did you get him to do that? And I'm thinking, oh, dear lady, I I don't know really how to tell you this, but I can't remember half of these things that took place when um, either one of my dogs were puppies. So it got me thinking. And I was like, I wonder what actually it was like when we had the dogs and how prepared were we do you remember how i do remember 
I do remember. But let's put a caveat out there about me. I am a nerd and I am an accountant and I have um, an A-type personality. So when I become fixated on something, I basically go crazy with it. And so um, that's why I have over 200 essential oils. And that's why I have like a hundred of those Ray Dunn mugs. And that's why I have a blog about my dogs. So basically when we got Rodrigo and Sydney, <clears throat> we, well, we didn't get, it's not like, you know, I opened them as a gift. We were at a rescue event that was at a pet store. So while we were there, we were in a place where they had little flyers to say, hey, here's a shopping list for your new puppy. And we're at the pet store where the dog trainers are right there, ready to sign you up for dog training. Um, so it was very easy to get everything all together. Plus, Johan and I did three months of research uh, talking to dog trainers, talking to dog owners, reading books to figure out what was be right for us and what we needed to do. So we were ready. <clears throat> well, I, I did some digging um, and I was very, very surprised. And I think I sent you these stats uh-huh. that in 2021, the pet population grew to 12.5 million. Um, and I'm just talking dogs in the country. That's 33% of the homes in the United States has a dog or two, or in your case, four. (laughs) Um, And so the snapshot that I'm getting in my four mile radius when I'm walking is just, I mean, it doesn't even, it's not even a pencil pin mark, you know, um, in, in retrospect, but it made me start thinking for anybody who has gotten a puppy or is about to get a puppy. Can you think of some key mistakes that you made in the beginning? Yeah, absolutely. The biggest mistake that I made, I would say three, three big mistakes I made is one, not speaking up to the veterinarian about my dog and not allowing him to intimidate me so that I didn't ask questions and I didn't get clarification. So I would just basically go home and start Googling everything that he said out of fear for, of insulting him. And so that was stupid. Okay. No, you no, no. You just get to go one, and then I go one, and then go one, and then I go one because you may take my one. I know I might. You go ahead. The stupidest thing that I did, or the biggest mistake that I did, was, and don't be mad at me. Okay. For not you, for people who (laughs) just are against purchasing a dog versus going to, um, a a shelter. But Mm. back then I was really, really very new in the pet parenting um, arena, not researching the breeder. Mm, Yeah. Um, The assumptions that I went on with Harley. Now, Harley's my big mistake with Harley, I have settled with was meant to be because he would have never survived without me. That being said, um, I did not know what I was doing and I never thought to ask anybody. I never thought to look for pet blogs or talk to anybody. Um, the reasons behind the, the breeder that I found was so asinine. I'm not even going to dignify it and, and put it on this podcast. So that was one of the biggest mistakes that I made. Okay. Now yeah. you go. But I've heard of other people making that mistake too. I mean, <clears throat> today, you know, you and I know so much simply because we've gone through these experiences. We've been in the pet blogging world. So we've been um, exposed to so much information. 
But when you're, it's sort of like when I was new to raw feeding, I had no idea how to Google it, how to figure it out. I, I mean, I was just overwhelmed and I can see that with trying to choose a breeder. Um, an- another mistake that I made with my dogs was assuming that they would be afraid of things. So like, I feel like with Rodrigo, a lot of his anxiety and fears I created because, you know, of my reaction. So like when we first experienced fireworks, I freaked out. And so he followed my lead and maybe that's not true, but I just feel like if I would have just acted normal, um, he would have been fine because with all my other dogs, they, they don't have any response to it. Somehow in the history of our friendship, I remember you saying something similar to that. I don't know which dog though, um, about car rides. Yeah. And I noticed that when I was just looking up information, it talked about so many people only take their puppies in the car when they're going to the vet. Yeah. And that, and the dog ends up associating getting in the car with going to the vet, which could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. Yeah. And, um, and, and that instantly made me think about you, but that's, that's very interesting. Um, I'm not going to say that I didn't make any mistakes, but they, I really, I can't think, I mean, I'm sure I did, but I can't think of anything that stands out as a key uh, mistake that I made. I knew um, not to do the rolled up newspaper. Yeah. Um, or smushing the nose in the, in the urine on the floor, all of those things I knew not to do. Um, <laughs> what are you laughing at me? Your dog. He's just like looking at you and then looking at the door, looking at you and looking at the door, trying to defi- decide if he's going to leave the room or not to go find out what the barking's about. And then finally he was like, ah, I'm going to go. Yeah, he can't take it. It's almost like <laughs> this might be this might be the moment that I miss it. Whatever it is, I might miss it. Um, so then let's flip that and say, what are some key things that you felt you did right, whether it was intentional or by accident, that you know now um, had a a real positive effect on the dog that you have today. Um, because I adopted two sets of litter mates working with an animal behaviorist slash dog trainer with all of my dogs was every cent um, was worth it because it was, they were, it, it was one of those things where I don't think I understood what a dog trainer did. I think I just thought they came and trained your dog and then left and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that they were more training me, helping mm-hmm. me communicate with my dog. And then, um, monitoring how I interacted with my dog and pointing out things that about my dog, how my dog was responding to me and, and vice versa. So, um, I learned so much by working with dog trainers that every couple of years I'll work with the dog trainer, have them come to the house and just inter- and engage with me and the dogs and get their feedback on things that we can work on. Uh, hands down the best thing that I could have ever done. And this had to have been divine intervention because I would have never thought of this on my own is I tether trained all three of my dogs and that had to have been the best decision ever made. Um, it, it bonds you to your dog. Like you wouldn't believe that's number one, but number two, man, do you learn so much about your dog? Like, 
I knew the expression on their face, whether they were going to pee or fart. I mean, because (laughs) they were literally tied to my belt or my pant loop Mm -hmm. or my, my shoestring or something. Um, I could see when they were about to do something they had no business doing. And so you were, it's so much easier to correct the behavior right then and there. The downside is that there is absolutely no private time now because their whole thing was, when I was a puppy, you dragged me in the bathroom, whether I wanted to go or not. So <laughs> I am not tethered to you, but I'm used to coming. So open the door because here I come. <laughs> and, um, but I mean, it, and I watched it with three different dogs with three distinct personalities. And the, the end result is always the same. It just makes for such a intense relationship that we understand each other so much more. Um, so that was like the best thing I could have ever done. I love that. I mean, it, it's funny because like if you were to get a dog later this year, what's something that you would do with that dog because of what you've learned with your other dogs? Wow. And I don't even have time like to think this answer <laughs> Um I think it would be training me more so them. And Lee and I had this conversation not too long ago. We are really borderline dangerously obsessed with how they feel if we choose to go someplace that they're not allowed to go. So I think that what I would do is work real hard on the separation boundaries for me. (laughs) Your separation anxiety. (laughs) Yeah. So we're getting ready to go to the store and he says, is it who's going? And I was like, well, what the hell do you mean? You asked me to go. And so then he said, the boys aren't coming. And I said, no, he says, they're allowed. I said, yes, Lee. But after that, I want to run into a different store where we can't take them called a grocery store. And so, no, they're not coming. And he says, well, I could sit in the car. No, I want you to be in the grocery store with me. And this is all being done, standing in the doorway with the key in the lock and then four pitiful droopy eyes. Like, who's going to win? Who's going to win? And so I ultimately won. But man, I felt bad. So that's, I think, what I would do is work real hard on not feeling as if they're supposed to be with me. And because they go to work with me, it makes it even harder. Yeah. Because the average person says I'm going to work and then you have that time away. Um, if I have a meeting in the morning, Lee just drops them off at lunchtime. So they're always going someplace with one of us. Mm-hmm. So that would be what I would do. What about you? I would um, take a training class. So I, I met a woman and I wish I remember, I should have looked up her business. It's here locally in Maple Valley. If I find it, I'll put it in the comments, but, um, she take, I think it's take the lead, take the, take the lead dog training. But, um, she, uh, like a lot of dog trainers host classes where it's a bunch of people with their dogs. And I would take a class with my dog. Cause I honestly think that that's something that all of my dogs missed out on. I, I didn't do it because I had litter mates, so they had each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, the mistake that I made, or I guess the third mistake that I made was assuming that litter mate syndrome was a myth because I got dog training and litter mate syndrome is one of those where 
people say that we shouldn't adopt litter mates because um, there could be a bunch of issues with the puppies. Y'all can Google it um, and read all about it. But um, I just assume that, hey, I had litter mates twice and they're perfectly fine. But Rodrigo has a whole series of anxiety. Um, so does, uh, and he's reactive. Um, Scout has some type of, you know, ang- he's kind of reactive and um, anxious at times. So is Zoe. And that can be part of the fact that I brought home litter mates and didn't properly socialize them away from each other. So here's a question. Did you find any kind of changes when Sydney passed away? Yeah. Um, I was worried that Rodrigo would like, he wouldn't be able to, you know, um, cope. But I think it's because we have a house full of dogs. He was perfectly fine. I mean, he had, he had some downtime. He was missing her, but, um, he was perfectly fine. The biggest shift was in, um, leadership amongst my pack. So it basically shifted from Sydney to me. And, uh, and I don't think I, <laughs> I don't think I realized that for about 10 years, I wasn't in charge that it was Sydney because now the dogs all, I mean, it's not that they followed her around or anything like that, but it was small things. Like if everyone started barking like crazy, Sydney could do a one bark and everyone would be silent. And it was just, she, she just had a, a, a way about her. But now the dogs, like right now, they're all in the room with me. If I get up and leave, everyone will slowly get up and follow me, even though I'm just going into the kitchen. But they're very much focused on me. Whereas. um, So inquiring minds want to know. What? The next time your dogs start barking, can you bark and see if they stop? Um, Yeah, they do. You have? I have. Well, I don't I don't (laughs) bark. I don't bark, but I just, I just, I just talk loudly, which is, I figure my human version of barking oh, and I'll just oh. say, knock it off. And everyone just gets quiet. The only time they won't get quiet is it was if someone's on our property and they're just sort of like telling me, no, somebody is out there. Cause I, do you know, I looked out the window one time, like a couple of weeks ago and somebody had their dogs in our yard playing. Well, they didn't think it was your yard they thought it was just a park no you can see our house where you can see our house yeah the caretakers to the park live on the park grounds (laughs) but it's just like that would be my story (laughs) and i would stick to it (laughs) but they got their dogs off it's not like it was dogs and their humans but their dogs was just their dogs were they're walking their dogs off leash and they just ran up onto the property do you think hmm Potty training an older dog as a new dog in your home is different. And you think it's more difficult because a new, you could have a, an older dog that's not a puppy mm-hmm. that you bring home. And that dog, regardless of age, still has to adjust. Do you think yeah. the adjustment is as difficult? No, because um, I think dogs are smart and I think dogs um, adapt very well. I mean, mm-hmm. Apollo wasn't potty trained at seven months old and Johan had him potty trained in a weekend before he brought him home. He just basically went and picked him up. He had rented a house down in Arizona and he just, he taught him to swim and he potty trained him and then he brought him home. Hmm. And, and so I, th- I, I honestly think that it has to do with um, consistency 
and, and expectations. And I think that, you know, if I like, for instance, scout is on prednisone, it's a um, steroid. And Mm -hmm. one of the side effects of it is increased thirst. So he has to pee all the time. And so sometimes I have to get him up and take him outside to make him go pee. Because if I don't, he'll, he might have an accident um, in, in the house. And, and it's just one of those where he's, uh, most of the time he lets me know that he has to go pee. But sometimes it's like at, at night, I, I'll wake up and just check on him to see and take him outside to let him go pee. And I think that's, I think the mistake I, when it comes to potty training, I think people on one hand expect way too much from their dog. Like they don't understand that, you know, I, one thing that was so easy for us is 15 minutes after they eat, you take them out to go potty. 15 minutes after they wake up from a nap, you take them to go potty. 15 minutes after they eat, you take them out to go or, uh, or mm-hmm. sleep or play or whatever. It was mm-hmm. always any break in their behavior. 15 minutes, you take them out to go potty until they're used to that system. And so I did that. And the reward afterwards was like a a moment of romping with me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So we have our words. Lee struggles because he says they're very feminine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If I want you to, if I want you to poop, I ask you to potty. Mm -hmm. If I want you to pee, I ask you to tink tink. (laughs) And um, he didn't believe that this actually can happen because when we're traveling, and we stop and they'll eat and we'll gas up the car and then go get something to eat. And then before we get ready to go in the car, I have to say to them, it's time to tink tink or go potty. And they will. But we would come out and there would be no playing. We'd walk the perimeter, whether it's the front of the house or the back. And I would just continue to say, you know, go tink tink. It's time to go tink tink. And then, you know, I'd go, oh, Jaxie went tink tink. Now, after he's done his business, then I would clap my hands and we'd play and romp. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's 72 pounds. We still have to do that. <laughs> That's the downside. But it was very successful. And I can't really remember. Um, I just laugh at, I think my favorite blog post that I have ever written at all was my three-part series on um, diary of a mad, of a uh, diary of a midwife, midlife puppy mom, because <laughs> when you're 59 and you have a puppy, you, you at some point the light comes on and you hold your hand head in the palm of your hand and you ask whoever that superior being is that you believe in why did you allow me to do this because (laughs) you just realize that this is not the fun you thought it was going to be and so I just recall every night laying everything out because I knew I had to jump up and put on pants like one time I hit the door and I was still in my underwear and I was like no this won't work and (laughs) You know, I mean, you just you have to you have to get yourself psyched up for this. But um, looking back in retrospect, I don't recall it being that cumbersome. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody's lifestyle is not the same. I'm extremely fortunate that when I brought the dolls into our lives, I had that flexibility. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. 
I, I can't imagine the lady that I see with the stroller and the toddler on the push pedal bike yes. that doesn't have pedals. And now she has this little like five month old thing that's just hopping around on a leash. And I'm saying, man, I'd like to bring you a brownie. <laughs> and a bottle of wine because that's what I think you would need every night. I know. I just, well, I just remember because um, when we had puppies, whenever we had puppies, with the exception of Apollo, because he was older, um, staying up all night because you have to get up every few hours. It's like you bring home an eight week old puppy every two. I have my alarm set for every two hours to go outside and go potty, go outside and go potty. And then I think it, there was a, you can find it online. There was like a, a schedule. And when they're mm-hmm. this age, you, you do it every three hours. And then, then at this age, you can do every, and you basically get it so that you can sleep through the night and they can hold their bladder through the night. And gosh, I mean, I just, I honestly don't know how people do it when they have kids and puppies. I, I just, I I'm exhausted with puppies. And that's the only reason why I, I, the only reason why I don't have puppy fever is because um, I can't imagine going through all that while I still have four adult dogs to care for. It's, it's a lot of work. It's hard. Yeah. It is. It is hard. It is hard. Um, But again, I I find it to be um, one of those things that it's so worth worth it if that's what you want. If that's what yeah. you really want in life, then I say go for it, regardless of where you are in life. Um, if you can afford it and you have the patience and access to a good liquor store, go for <laughs> it. <laughs> I just, my favorite thing, I mean, we all love dogs, but it's just watching those personalities. And when you have a puppy, and certain things that they do, and they're still doing it, you know, five, six years later. To me, that's just, I mean, after we finish recording, I'm going to take the dogs out to enjoy some sun and um, they will be so happy. I mean, like this, mm-hmm. that'll be the highlight of their day. And, and it's like, even when it's raining and I'm like, I don't feel like going outside, I will open the door and they will drag a smile out of me because they're just happy to be here. And there's just mm-hmm. something about that, that um, that's, that's what makes it all worth it. It's just the personalities you're... too are mm-hmm. um, just so fascinating. Like I, I can watch, like you remember when we talked last week and Harley wouldn't leave me alone because yeah. it was time to eat. And it was almost yep. like, Hey, you know, your podcast <laughs> hour is up and, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready starving. to eat now, but yeah, just the personalities and the manipulation and how they're able to do that. And, you know, Jax is not going to do anything really bad, but if he's just in a real playful mood, which is probably six and a half days out of the seven, um, you know, he's just is not going to stop. He is going and it makes you laugh. And so before, you know, Lee will start out with Jax. No, Jack, come on, Jax. No. And before you know it, he's laughing and he's on the floor, you know, playing. So you know, when we go back to the status that we have been in for almost two years with the pandemic and the, 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 the change in our quality of life in terms of how we knew it before, sometimes I have to just be so thankful when I think about how blessed I am to have them in my life. Because if I didn't have the dogs, like really, what would I be doing? Yeah. You know, um, they keep me so 
busy and active yeah. in such a way that I, I don't get that opportunity to feel the anxiety and the mm-hmm. loneliness that so many other people are experiencing. We yeah. have full conversations. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I, I am so scared to say this out loud, but damn it, they respond. Yes, like, they do. I have conversations and Leo say, you know, now you're asking questions. I was, <laughs> I'm talking to the dolls and I'll say, you know, and then and then Kimberly had the nerve to, I said, um, how do you think that made me feel? <laughs> and then and, and I'll pause <laughs> and then I'll say, exactly. And he said, and he walked by me one day and he said, you know, now you're asking them questions. <laughs> but I'm saying this is such such a source of enjoyment. It is so hard to put it into words. Yeah. You know, it, it is, really is. It is. It's nice. It's just, it's, we feel relaxed and calm. And I mean, even Johan, he spent two years telling me that he was sending Apollo back. Um, yeah. I think you're being, <laughs> look at the different yeah. around. Mm-hmm. Do you see him? <laughs> it's that time. <laughs> He's like our producer. He's telling us, wrap it up, uh, ladies. Oh, damn, Harley, really? It's almost four o'clock? <laughs> and then he turned around and looked at me like, you know what time it is. <laughs> I- <laughs> but yeah, he spent two years telling me I was going to have to give Apollo back. And every time I catch him cuddling up and hugging on Apollo and kissing on Apollo, I sneak and take a picture of it and send it to a friend of mine because we just laugh at the fact that, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Leah's like, you know, can we do anything in this house without you taking a picture? And I'm like, no. Yeah. No. So my, okay. So let me finish telling you this. This is so sweet. My, so Lee befriended this family. And for the longest time, I didn't know who he was talking about, but it's a cute little Air Force family with these two little children. The children are extremely tall. Their father has to be eight feet tall. I'm not kidding you. He's a pilot. I said, you must fly laying down. I don't know how you do it. But so anyway, they love Harley and Jax. So this is twice now. One was during the Christmas holidays. Twice they came and brought dog treats. And so the first time I said to them, okay, you're bringing me dog treats and they made them for other dogs in the neighborhood. I said, but nobody knows what's in it. I said, so just imagine if somebody brought your mother a cookie for you. Nobody knows what's in this cookie. Okay. And so now they came back. Oh, wait, hold on. I have to get this thing. Let me see if, if this will fit. Oh, well. Look at that. They came back, Kimberly, with a piece of paper. Oh, nice. Um, with the recipe? Well, yes. Yes. So <laughs> her name is the is girl's not gonna name take is... His dogs. He's not going to take his eyes off of you. <laughs> <laughs> so they were calling it, their last name is Bays. So they're calling it Bayserama uh, Biscuits, oh, this right? Is. So I looked at this recipe and I said, okay, it's got pumpkin puree in it, chicken broth, a strip of bacon, a cup of peanut butter, and a cup of flour, 
Okay, but you're not telling me what kind of flour. I know, and what kind of peanut butter. And what kind of peanut butter. I know. But, but, but it says all organic ingredients made by hand with lots of love. And don't worry, we washed our hands before and after. Okay, so it's like they're trying to get this little business. So I couldn't help it. Thursday night, I sat here and I have created them a logo. I've made some four by six cards, business cards for them Mm -hmm. that I'm going to send off to Canva to print about 50 of them that they can staple to these treats. I put in there, um, like in the under the ingredients I listed that they would either use all purpose or whole wheat flour. And then I said, I think in parentheses, um, for this recipe, we use the highlighted flour so they can highlight what flour they use. I made sure that the peanut butter um, had an asterisk about the artificial sweetener not mm-hmm. being in it. Mm-hmm. Then I told them in a separate email that the peanut butter they choose, one should be approved for dog consumption. They can find that out on the internet. But here's a hint. It should only have peanuts and salt. Those are the only mm-hmm. two ingredients yep. that should be in your peanut butter. Yep. Um, Oh, then I put the nutritional value. Oh, in good terms Lord. Of the, the we are such freaks. Con- <laughs> we are such freaks. <laughs> what has happened to us? <laughs> I mean, that's just so sad. And it's true because um, our um, the guy that comes and brings us our propane, he brings treats for the dogs. And um, Johanna had to have a conversation with me about how, Every couple months, the propane guy will come here and he'll give the dog some milk bones. I know how you feel about that. (laughs) It is a handful of times a year. The dogs get one or two milk bones. Uh Jesse, he's like, he's trying to be nice. Mm -hmm. Please do not give that man. Because I was was typing out, like, these are the treats that my dogs can have. And I was going to give him bags of treats to say, here are some examples. You can share mm-hmm. these with your other customers. And Johan was just like, please, please don't do that. Well, listen, the people already know at, oh. at Lowe's, just don't even go in your, <laughs> a- don't even go in your apron. <laughs> Don't go in your apron because Lee is the first one that looks at you and he says things like, now, John, we've had this conversation before. (laughs) (laughs) They do not. I will take treats with me places. And if somebody wants to give my dogs a treat, I'll be like, yeah, and give them the bag. (laughs) No, we don't. mm -mm, We don't play that. We eat at home. I don't know. But mostly I don't really take my dogs places. We eat at home. Oh, yeah. I owe you a couple of pictures. Do you? Yeah, because I keep trying to take photos of my dogs in different places for you. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I think that was podcast number 15, y'all. <laughs> I'm just thinking. <laughs> I'll get to take some pictures and they'll just all be in our yard. <laughs> it's like, that's the other thing. It's probably, it's probably, well, I live on five acres, so I feel like I have a caveat, but I probably should take my dogs more places. Yeah. That is an hour. We're done. You guys, thank you so much for tuning into this nonsense. Come back again. We love it. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>